I think taking life one hour at a time, one problem at a time, just one moment at a time, when we live in a society that's barraging us with imagery, things to do and priorities, and and it's it all takes a toll on all of us. And the algorithm quite literally shifts every other week. And so when you think you're doing great and your content is performing great or your relationships seem like they're moving in a direction and, you know, the world shifts under your feet, all you can do is take it one day at a time. Welcome to the show. I like was fangirling so hard. I still am. I was just talking to our producer. I was like, this girl is my childhood. Like <laughs> she is my childhood. Um, to everyone listening, we are here with Christy Carlson Romano. She is an another Christy. Singer. Another Christy too, <laughs> who has a wonderful name. And um, you might know her from Even Stevens, from Kim Possible, from Cadet Kelly. If you're not a millennial, then you also probably know her because she produces incredible podcasts now and has her own podcast, The Vulnerable Mm -hmm. Podcast, and another Eden Stevens podcast I think I saw too, right? That's right. Yes, yes, I do. And and actually, weirdly enough, I I leaked into iHeartRadio too. I have a podcast with Will Friedle that's like all animation voice actor focused. And we are uh, currently running a contest that's now whittled down from like 4,500 candidates to now like final eight, I think, or something like that, where the winner will actually get a year-long contract with a legitimate agent, Will's agent. And oh so we're like, it's basically like we're we're giving someone their big break to be a voice actor. So that's the other one that I'm doing. It's really fascinating to be connecting with different aspects of my past, right? Yeah. Um. I love creating content for myself. I I don't know how you feel, but like I personally like control the narrative, control the image. And like, I don't want to ever want to go back. (laughs) Yeah, I don't ever want to go back. (laughs) No, I mean, I've never been famous like you in any way, shape or form. So (laughs) I can understand that. I can't um, understand it from my perspective, but I totally get that because you're so used to being directed and produced. And now you're the one directing and you're the one producing, which... I'm sure is pretty life changing. And I think it's interesting, even if you do start s- small, even though you're not, I mean, your social presence is great too. So I think like, even if you're learning about your own personal brand, I feel like it's so empowering from the jump because at least you know at the core who you are. So like, yeah. I feel like where I started with Disney, they kind of gave us the image, which I'm pretty much everybody that I've spoken to agree. It's like we were handed these brands. We were handed these images based on characters that we just happened to k- get cast in. Yeah. And so it's so serendipitous uh, that it that it kind of pigeonholes you for life. So it is kind of it is <laughs> kind of tricky. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, one of my questions for you is going to be, how did you get to the podcast world? It sounds like now that's most of what takes up your time. But tell us a little bit about what you're working on now and kind of how you got there from Disney and Broadway. Oh, my gosh. Um, me talking about that is exactly my podcast. Like, um, there we go. <laughs> 
it's a never ending source of content is is the answer to your question. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm so blessed uh, to now be 39. Um, oh, my gosh. That yeah. makes me like not 12 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're only as young as you feel. And if 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 Amen. folks that talk to me like feel like a kid again, like that brings me an unending amount of joy. So it just makes me so happy that you're like, oh, you're my childhood. It's like, yes, I love that. That's oh, a good thing. Absolutely. All good That's memories good. are with Christy Carlson Romano in my Aww, life. So you're so sweet. Christy with an I-E, not a Y. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I brought that. Same pronunciation. Um, exactly. That's all that matters. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So, hey, so like uh, the answer to that question is complex. So basically, like a lot of people know me from Disney Days and then they know about some random YouTube <laughs> videos that I started making. Um, I went viral a couple of years ago because I just decided I did cooking content with a bunch of celebrities from Disney and Nickelodeon. And that was fun because I'd never done anything in the social media space before. Like literally mm-hmm. TikTok was just popping off and nobody knew like, you know, Twitter didn't really feel like um, somewhere where I could really like control any kind of creative image for myself. So it just didn't ever feel like a place for me to grow. But yeah. YouTube was like this still like this wild west of you can produce your own content. So I have um like a, a film degree from Columbia and my husband has a master's from AFI in screenwriting, but he's also like super smart when it comes to branding and marketing. And so he and I decided to kind of put our heads together during the pandemic and start making sponsored content um, from our home. And I had a newborn, I was breastfeeding, and we would welcome people I hadn't seen for decades, decades, like actors that I had worked with Jeez. once or knew a friend of a friend that I was like literally DMing and being like, would you please come to my house? I'll send you a car. But most of the time it was folks that were like, heck yeah, I'm like, I want to support you. And so when people come on my podcast, it's because they're real. They're like a real one. Um so I'm kind of like ride or die for anybody who like ends up hooking up or collaborating with me. Like you're all a part of like that inner circle at that point. <laughs> if yeah. You come for me. Yeah. Completely understand um, that. Yeah. I, I guess so. Like I said, it is complex and I'm trying to always like find new ways of making this a succinct answer. So I apologize to your no. listeners. No, we want <laughs> all the words. So keep sharing. <laughs> so, so I will. Um, So then basically pandemic is crazy and with kids too uh, and fires in my backyard because I lived in a hillside in uh, Southern California. It was kind of like, I'm out. And so we had a couple choices for family reasons um, and space reasons mostly. It was like, where can we get the bang for our bucks? And at the Mm -hmm. time, Austin wasn't, it wasn't as booming as it was like six months later but we found a really great spot and a really great community to kind of just plug our family into. It was the safest, most comfortable place for my family to go. So we went. Um, and I was very happy. I, I think Austin as a whole is a vibe. Um, <laughs> I love I'm that. A, I've never been, but I've heard great things. Would you please come visit? Because oh. it's not what... Whatever you think it is, great it's not, right? Like, so people are like, Austin, it's like California. No, it's not. Or like, Austin, it's so conservative. No, it's not. So it's its own thing, and you really don't get to know it. And so you just come visit with, like, an open heart and, like, experience all that it has, you know, here. So I that's how that. I feel. 
I love that. And so I started making content while I was here, right? And that's what I started going viral with um, because I started talking about why I don't talk to Shia LaBeouf. Uh, you know, I had a celebrity bully in high school. And, like, I would do these, like, weird walk and talk things where we hired a cinematographer dude slash editor. He was awesome. And he just held a camera on a stick and just kind of cautiously walked backwards. But for some reason, it blew people's minds. They were like, how are you walking backwards and talking? And I was like, I don't know, but let's go with it. Like, let's just keep going and making these, these videos. Eventually, though, I felt like I was the one doing all of the sharing. And it felt like if I could somehow marry the vulnerability aspects of sharing, but have it be with celebrities that yeah. I had done the, the cooking show stuff with. So you'll see a lot of repeat content collaborators. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, they're on that inner circle. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, now we've now we've got a podcast company and my husband's grown to be this like CEO and um, I'm more on the development side. I'm focusing on merch and throwing parties and stuff like that. The fun, all the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah, the fun stuff. And um, oh, it's amazing. And also just like vulnerable itself and like how to grow that. Like, in yeah, own. well. I do love those YouTube videos of you walking. I, I have watched them. Uh, and they're, for some reason, I agree with everyone else. It just gets you. Like, you're like, she's, you have something to focus on. Like, you're focusing on the fact that you're walking and someone's walking backwards and like, you're, no one's tripping. So weird. But also very focused on like what you're sharing. And so you found a niche. I don't know how, but it was a good niche. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And when I started YouTube, and this goes for every content creator out there or anyone who's looking to like even like, you know, grow their social presence because they have a business and they want to get word out. Like you yeah. can find a niche. You can understand your brand. I think that's like all part of this like reclamation that I've had over the last like mm -hmm. four or five years. But uh, and obviously like you have to feel authentically you so that you can produce sustainable amount of content. Like if you were doing a podcast where you were like pretending to be something, you'd have to be very comfortable with pretending to be that something. Yeah. Um, it's a huge commitment is my point. Yeah. So that's why, that's why I think from a practical standpoint, authenticity matters. Um, yeah. Outside of, outside of the ethics of it, right? But that's yeah. definitely part of it. Yeah, no, that's very valid. You can only wear two faces for so long and especially with something like a podcast. I think that's why people like them, because people are like forced to be nothing but their authentic selves. Because if you're faking it, you just can't keep it up for that long. Because uh, you'll at some point you'll be like, ah, uh, something yeah. feels wrong about it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, good. So that was your first piece of advice. So now that moves us into the question of the show is okay. what's the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten? Hmm. Don't drink. <laughs> that's a good one, honestly. <laughs> Don't drink alcohol. <laughs> honestly well tell us a little bit about why you think that's the best advice oh gosh well i guess i'm an alcoholic um and that's okay and um i come from a long line of alcoholics and um i am so lucky to be in a society now that isn't just screaming about taking shots like with every party song that comes out um, sometimes like I'll listen to my throwback jams and I'm like, well, how could you not be an alcoholic and be a millennial? Like, like every so single true. song is about going to the club and, you know, and even like yeah. as a feminist, right? Like as a feminist, you listen to them and you're like, whoa, 
he's talking about side chicks and like we're all so like bad. dancing to this. Yeah, it's so bad. It's yeah, such, we it had a- even Stevens that you were on juxtaposed with like like a G6 and those <laughs> those things. Yeah, we were just bound to be effed up. Oh man, so many so many mixed messages. So I and actually I think that's fantastic, Christy. <laughs> I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking uh, to her. <laughs> But I actually think it's fantastic. What happened to us, I feel like, as a generation of females that were being led by these like very extreme versions of female empowerment that a lot of my characters portrayed. And by the way, I totally like defaulted to those uh, morals, if you want to call it that. Right. Like Mm -hmm. whenever I was in like a really hard time, I would think about like Kim Possible and I would be like, wow, I have that. I did that. Like, that's a part of me. And it's always a source of pride for me, which is why I don't just, like, forget about it. When people are mm-hmm. like, when you stop talking, it's like, you don't get it. It's okay. Um, I think you should celebrate your wins. Um, and that's why nostalgia to me isn't some strange king. It's like a, it's like a legacy, and it's a beautiful thing to, to think of, right? Yeah. Uh, even those participating in celebrating nostalgia, it gives them something too. And it's like medicine or something. And so to that end, I think it's, I think it's lovely. Uh, yeah. uh, but sorry. So what I was meaning to say there, though, was the higher power element, uh, which vis-a-vis is some of that really good advice of don't drink. Because the mixed messages that you get all around us really like, take you out of understanding your higher power and your relationship to it and that higher power doesn't have to be god or any other name it's mostly like your instinct your intuition your connection to the earth and the world around you so that you can be informed about what you're feeling uh trying to stay present and also what what your next steps are what it, what are you gonna do you know like yeah and is that going to be true to what you need to do? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to authenticity. Like, I think um, a lot of mind-altering substances, like alcohol, like drugs, they prevent you from being your most authentic self because when you do them enough times, you become someone else. Like, And honestly, I think that you probably experienced when you stopped, you're, you're sober for how many years now? Oh man, I think like I th- well since I had well since I got pregnant with my first daughter and she's uh, six and a half plus nine months, right? So like seven years and change now. So that's incredible. So do you feel like stepping away from that has allowed you to be your authentic self, like it never had before? A one thousand percent. And when I say it saved my life, like a lot of other alcoholics say, like I am not, I'm not exaggerating. I think that. Uh, it, it it rebirthed me. Obviously, being a, becoming a mother also kind of baptizes you. Uh, yeah. But but ultimately, like, yeah, I don't. It saved my life. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, I think that is actually a wonderful piece of advice. Do you have another best <laughs> piece of advice that you got about your career or personal life that you've always remembered that has like hit you? Always remember. That hit me. Let's see. Uh, agent to your agents. Oh, ironically, okay. Okay. So ironically, I got this piece of advice from Gary Marsh, who was the president of Disney Channel. And he would always tell talent this. 
And I never really truly understood it, but it goes in line with what I've become more adept at doing, which was I'll get a call for an audition, right? For a Hallmark movie or Lifetime movie or something silly. Mm -hmm. And I'll say no, because I'm busy creating things that I actually want to do. And stepping away would have to be for the right thing. Um, and granted, I understand that's a privilege for those of us who don't necessarily have like representation, but I'm telling you, it doesn't happen often. I don't get a ton of calls. Uh, but even when I do get them, it's like I'm doing great for the things that I've done and proven for myself. Now, when I was like an actress in L.A. waiting for the phone to ring, like literally just like looking at your phone sometimes, hoping that they're going to say, oh, you got a call back for that thing you went on yesterday. It's like, OK, I had a lot more auditions and I was in the race a bit more, but I was so desperate for even my agent's attention. And um, the agents don't really have control over your career. You know, they don't have your best interests at heart. So I think yeah. what Gary was always trying to tell me was agenting your agents, kind of like being your own advocate. And, and yeah. I don't think he said it exactly right, but being your own advocate and being the person that is, it's your career. It's no one else's. Yeah. How do you feel like, are there specific instances in your life? I mean, you just said it even with now, but were there specific instances early on in your career where you really had to advocate for yourself? Um, I don't think I was able to do that. I don't think I was ever the kind of person... In fact, I was an extremely compliant child, which is what essentially made me the perfect child actor formula. Uh, I was never one to challenge authority. I was directable. I could cry on cue. Uh, you know, there were things about me that were, if you were to look at an entire sea of child actors, would be very similar in our profiling. Mm -hmm. Furthermore... Uh, the parents, I think there's a spectrum. There's more of a spectrum for the parents than there is for the kids. But what I will tell you is that most child actors are extremely compliant. And that's not good because, sorry, my daughters are taught that no means no. And that speaks volumes to like how it informs everything they do. Whether they try to, you know, whether my mom comes over and demands a, hu a hug or a kiss and it's like, no, you know, yeah. that's like how we're parenting. That's how we're all a lot of millennials are reparenting ourselves through the experience of having these kids. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think that I am really learning how how much I wasn't able to advocate for myself by advocating for my kids to advocate for themselves. No, that and makes sense. I just and I don't want to shit talk my mom like she 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 actually did advocate quite a lot for me um, throughout the years. Uh, but she also was groomed by an infrastructure that really didn't teach her how to advocate for me. Right. So she yeah. didn't really she made mistakes because she was ignorant. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. Was there what do you think was it having kids or what do you think was the tipping point of you being like, I'm done being what everyone else wants me to be? I think it must have been me creating content for myself and doing those viral videos that some people say were unhinged. And I guess maybe they are, but in the best way. 
Yeah, what does unhinged really even mean? Like, people just don't, don't care know. anymore about what other people think. <laughs> if that's unhinged, then isn't that what we all want to be? Right. Like, do you want to be a hinged? Do you want to yeah. be like, like I don't even really like... understand the term sometimes. I think unhinged is like, yeah. wow, you're finally just being yourself and not caring that much that people, what people think of you. Yeah, I have this thing in my office here that I really love, and it says that broken crayons still color. And I love that quote. Is that not great? I love that. So good. That's how I feel. Yeah, no, it's so true. And broken crayons still make beautiful things. So I um I I think that's great. I that actually gives me to another good question. Do you have a favorite quote or a mantra or like affirmation that you tell yourself every day? <laughs> I would say one day at a time would be my mantra. Um, it's it's a recovery mantra, but I really, truly advise people to do it more times than not um, in all ways. Uh, I think taking life one hour at a time, one problem at a time, um, just one moment at a time. When we live in a society that's barraging us with imagery things to do and priorities and you know you've unlocked the next phase of your life like it's a video game right and it's and it's it all takes a toll on all of us and you know the algorithm quite literally shifts every other week and so when you think you're doing great and your content is performing great or your relationships seem like they're moving in a direction and you know the world shifts under your feet all you can do is take it one day at a time. So Absolutely. that's my main mantra, I would say. It's a great question. I love that. No, I love that. Um, I'm also wondering, looking back now, I asked this in different ways, but I think this, ans- this question would be interesting with you. What advice would you give your younger self if you were talking to her now? Yeah, that's hard. I have like a really hard, hard relationship. <laughs> I have like a hard relationship with time now uh, because and it's interesting because my husband is a, a Marine veteran and has was literally deployed. And so his concept of time is very different than mine. And the reason I bring him up is because I feel like he was an integral part of my healing journey. And I hate to say that because, you know, I'm a feminist and I would really rather have done it on my own. no. <laughs> No, it's a uh, major tip. No one does it on their own. Exactly. I would say, though, that like we found we found love at a dark place. We were a Rihanna song. And, <laughs> you know, he was, you know, he's no he's no my husband's not who's also my business partner. Um, He's no stranger to darkness. And when I compared like trauma bonding, right, like in the beginning, mm-hmm. a lot of us like try to trauma bond with our our, our partners after you know, at least the, the the broken crayons do. And yep. and so we would talk and 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 he was like, wait a minute. He's like, OK, so I'm sorry, but I've been to war and like your child actor shit. Like, I care. I do. And I'm going to keep listening. But I need you to understand that you're not like you're not unique. At, you're not as unique as you think you are, you know, and that like there's a huge world out there and life or death is very real. So it's ironic because Brendan's version of time is that it's going very, very fast. Uh, my version of time is that it's already gone 
so slow for me. I've experienced so much in my life that it doesn't feel fast or slow. At this point, it just feels like I've earned every year. I've earned every day. Um, yeah. And maybe, maybe it goes back to living in that mantra of it's one day at a time. I'm doing the best that I can I, while still, you know, taking accountability. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I personally have a hard time relating to my past, my, my past self. But I will say that recently someone called me who reminded me of myself and they reached out, which I was so grateful for because I tell people all the time, like, if you are somebody who's been a child actor and you need like a mentor, like, please come to me. And so the fact that somebody actually took me up on that was like so heartwarming. And all I can do, right, is reflect on the experience that I've had uh, instead of try to preach like everything to everyone. Uh, because I hated it when I was younger and people would try to give me advice or like try to force yeah. the right way. I was like, that works for you. This is not helpful. I need to be the one that understands this, right? So it is very difficult for me to think about the advice that I would give to myself because I probably wouldn't have listened. That makes sense. But let's say hypothetically you did listen. If, are there words that you think if you had heard when you were younger, you would have been like, wow, that, that's pretty life-changing? Yeah, probably if somebody would have told me that it's okay to take a break. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If somebody would have yeah. been like, it's okay for you to take a break for an indefinite amount of time and like to take the stress off of it, I think I would have found my way back to it, you know, and felt good about it. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that goes back to what you were saying with your husband and getting that different perspective. I think when you're younger, everything seems like the end of the world. Everything seems like the biggest deal in the world. Totally. And so just and then, realizing like there's a whole world out there. There, there are horrible things going on. And even though Disney Channel might seem big right now, to other people, it's not. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And and it, and, it, and it was that tough love that I needed because he was still there for me yeah. when I needed him. And so, uh, you know, I think far too often we're seeing these kids that come through this broken system of being high performing children as having um, very conditional support systems that are transactionally based. And so they're 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 the nucleus of what they feel as love and what they feel as family is all like it's Pavlovian. It's like, yeah. you know, there's a reward system in place. And so if they just do X, Y and Z. Yeah. So with this guy, I, I, I figured I don't know how it happened, but I, I like to say I played a numbers game, but I found a good no. one. You no, know, you you were a good person and good things happen to good people. And you clearly have not had an easy trip. So the universe reward, rewarded you with a wonderful husband who could support you. And that support system is everything to most people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm so thrilled that things turned out that way for you because you um, impacted so many lives in such positive ways. You were just you still are. I mean, through everything that you're doing, just shining a big light. And so 
Thanks for all the laughs when we were younger and thanks for all the entertainment now. Oh, you're welcome. Was that it? Are we done? The last thing is tell people <laughs> how to follow you and keep up Aww. with your work other than just watching even Stevens and Kim's Possible reruns. <laughs> yes, please. Please, please watch my stuff, too. Um, uh, so I'm on YouTube as Christy Carlson Romano, and I, I enjoy posting, you know, my vulnerable podcast there. But it's like that podcast also exists on Spotify and uh, Apple. Um, and then I love TikTok. You know, I'm, 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 I'm having a lot of fun with the TikTok uh, content. Uh, sometimes I'll do a little bit more unhinged stuff on tiktok that go. doesn't make it doesn't make there you go everyone <laughs> to instagram but i'm also on instagram so um you can call me beat me if you want to reach me basically <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> we just end the episode there please <laughs> oh gosh i have loved this yes this is it it's a short interview we just wanted your wisdom and that's exactly what we got and you're so kind for joining us. We are just like Christy Carlson Romano, everyone, on the shift. This is so fun. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Great, great, great interview. Oh, I'm so glad. And to all of our listeners, thank you for listening to The Shift.